to Woe Unto Me. This is our episode on Romans 5, and we are excited to be here. I'm Butch. And I'm Rod. And it's good to be back with you. We've been away for a while, but we're back. Yeah, so we, we took a little break, but not on purpose. Um, Rod, I'm putting Rod on the spot here so you all can be praying for him. Rod had a little bit of a health issue, and we're trying to get that ironed out. So he was on forced rest. It wasn't like we wanted to be away for a while, but yeah, yeah. it's good to see you, brother. It's good to be seen. Literally, and I mean that now. That means something. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's good to be seen. It's good to be back. Good to be back in here with you, talking about the scripture and hopefully encouraging some folks to um, have have a certainty about their faith. Yeah, amen, brother. It really is good to be here. It's great to get together anytime with you, but man, especially when we get to talk about the word together. And if others are listening in, that's even a bigger bonus. It right? is. You know, the hard part is getting me to shut up. But, you know, otherwise, hey, we have a great time. Once we start rolling. So why don't we just dive right in, Rod, uh, Romans 5.1. How about we read the first few verses? You got it. So Paul begins um, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, where he says, Therefore, and let me stop right there. What is the therefore? Therefore is the question we have to ask. And we have to back up to, to chapter 4, where where Paul has told us uh, in Romans chapter 4 that we can't work for our salvation, that our, our salvation doesn't come about because of the good things that we do or the good deeds that we do. Um, if we were to work for them, we would be like somebody who who went and, and performed a job and then they would have to receive, receive a wage. Paul says that's not how salvation works. And then so he gets to chapter 5 and go, because you can't work for your salvation, therefore, chapter 5, verse 1, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to stop here because Paul just lets us know that we have been declared righteous before God the Father, not by works, but by faith. And he says that by faith, we have peace with God the Father. And not just a, a, a truce, but we have peace, the, the cessation of hostilities between a holy God and sinful man. And so we have true peace with God the Father through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Paul says. But Paul didn't stop there. He says, through whom also... We have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And Paul says that we also have been introduced to faith, um, by or introduced to grace, excuse me, through faith. And Paul says that we we exist, we we live as Christians within this this sphere of grace, as though uh, as though faith as though grace, excuse me, envelops us wherever we go and we live in this atmosphere of grace. In other words, grace is always, always available to the believer through Christ Jesus our Lord. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Amen, brother. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting how Paul starts off this section here. Um, because of because that this is about faith and it's because it's of Jesus, then he gives us, it's like these first few verses are all about what are the benefits mm -hmm. yeah. of being justified by faith and being justified by the work that Jesus did mm -hmm. and all mm -hmm. these other things that are available to us, right? That we have peace with God, we, we have access 
um, by faith into the grace in which we stand. We stand on his grace. And then we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And like those old commercials used to say, but wait, there's more. There's more. more. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> verse there's three. a lot more. Yeah. And not only this, Paul says, verse 3, but we also exult in our tribulations. And I'm sure some people probably put the brakes on when they heard this to go, whoa, wait a minute. We exult in, in the hope of the glory of God, but we also exult in our tribulations. Well, of course. Well, why, Paul? Knowing that, understanding that, the tribulation brings about perseverance or patience. And, and perseverance, proven character, and Christian character, and, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so we can rejoice and, and have joy in, 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 in tribulation because we know God is working out in us Christ-like character. Yeah, I'm so glad that this is here. Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, at least I thought initially, when I first became a Christian, I thought, man, my life's going to be awesome now, right? I'm, I'm forgiven for all the stuff I did in the past and mm-hmm. stuff I'm going to do and stuff I've, you know, it's all past, present, future, all taken care of by Jesus. Right. Thinking it's all, ever, the rest of your life's just going to be blessed and you're not going to have any trouble but then when you really think about the things Jesus said before he left earth, he did say, in this life, you will have trouble. Mm-hmm. He let them know there it is going to be a hard road. Yeah. Part of the life of a Christian does involve suffering. You will suffer mm-hmm. uh, persecution mm-hmm. if you're living godly in Christ Jesus. Right. So to then hear these words about, wait a minute, we can rejoice in sufferings or, mm-hmm. or exalt in those sufferings. And there's a reason for it, though. Yes, yes. Right? Because if you're going to suffer for doing what's right, it's incredible what can come out of this. And this is what Paul's saying. That suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Right? And it's because God's love, here's another one of these incredible benefits, because God's love has been poured into our hearts Mm -hmm. through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Even that. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. We we had this faith. We have this grace that we can now stand in. Mm-hmm. We rejoice in the hope of glory. But it just like you said, wait. But wait. There's more. Yeah. This hope doesn't put us to shame. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to be ashamed of that. We're going through sufferings right. and these things because it's building mm-hmm. hope and trust in us that God has something better in the next life. Mm-hmm. And maybe even in this one, we don't always know. Right. But we know for a fact that it's God's love's being poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which here's another big benefit. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit's been given to us mm-hmm. because of our faith in Jesus. Yeah. And, and so what do we do with the love that God has poured into our hearts? How do we get that out of us so that others can see? And I think that's where that Christian character comes in, making us more like Jesus so that folks can see and experience his love and grace and compassion through us. Amen. Yeah, and then you've got the Holy Spirit there to, who will lead us and guide us and give us the words to say if we trust him and, yeah. uh, and, and, and use us for, for, to glorify Jesus. Yeah, amen, brother. Right on. It's a great start to Romans 5, isn't it? Yeah. 
And then he keeps going, right? So, so for a while we were still weak. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners... Stop right there for a second. I think that's huge. Because most, if we're honest, most Christians believe that I have to get my life together. I have to stop doing certain things in order for Jesus' sacrifice to... Can, can, can be applied to my life. Yeah, yeah. Don't you need to clean yourself up first? Yeah. Make yourself presentable to Absolutely. God? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but what did Jesus say? While we, were, while we were still sinners, he died yep. for us. Yeah. Yep. This is how God demonstrates his love. Mm-hmm. That while we were far removed, had wanted nothing to do with him, yeah. Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have somebody slap you in the face and spit, and spit in your face and you still embrace them and love them. And then you go die for them. Yeah. You know, uh, that's what Jesus did for us. Wow. wow. That's love. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes on in verse 9. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood. So we go a little deeper here, right? So we see that the justification... Um, that we receive by faith is because of the blood of Jesus, right? Yes, the yeah. punishment that he took, mm-hmm. the beating, the torture, all that, the blood that was shed. Yeah. Much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Here we have another incredible benefit. Yes. We were, our just reward should have been wrath, an eternal punishment mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. God himself. But instead, we received nothing but grace. That's right. You know, that harkens back to Romans chapter 1, verse 18, where he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. But here, because of what Jesus has done, we've been saved from the wrath of God. That has some eschatological leanings when you stop to think about when you say eschatological, you mean end times, end times right? Yeah, when, yeah. You, when you stop and think about that statement. That, but I think that's a discussion for another day. Um, but it, it, it's true nonetheless. We, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I think what you were starting to think about, right, maybe from Thessalonians, right, that we're not appointed to wrath yeah. as believers. And here's... Paul talking about that we're going to be saved by him from wrath. Because we know there is a day when God is going to pour out the full measure of his wrath on mankind. Yes. That is that is not bow the knee and confess Jesus as Lord. Right. Now, will the church go through that wrath of God being poured out on, 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 hum, on humanity? Or, or are we saved from that? Again, discussion yeah. for another day. But I, but I think it... It's a good seat planner. It is. Yeah, so y'all stay tuned. So, okay, keep going. So verse 10. For for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And Rod, I couldn't help it then. Reconciliation just hit me in the face. This catalogue, mm-hmm. this word that's used here for reconciliation, mm-hmm. 
it just it it really made me think of the times that that Paul's talked about this in Second Corinthians five as well. But this literally where we get the word catalog, like mm-hmm. you're writing out how these things all fit together, how this all can be reconciled. Like how in the world do you reconcile sinful man mm-hmm. can't do anything to please God, and yet now we're going to be completely cleansed, declared righteous, righteous and holy and just, even though practically we're still really not. We're still sinful and we still mm-hmm. that bent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet, look at this. We're reconciled by God, or to God, by the death of His Son. Yes. Much more now that we're reconciled, shall we be saved by His life. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. The death helps reconcile us, but also His, his life, life that He lived helps reconcile us to God. Agreed. And, um, you know, that's, that's, future, that's future tense. We, we shall be saved by his life. And so since Jesus is alive forevermore, our salvation is assured because he won't ever die again. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was speechless. Like, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's great. That's how much God loves us. That's what Jesus has done for us. He has reconciled us. We have peace with God. And when we leave this life as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, uh, we will spend an eternity with him because of what he has done. And as long as he lives, we will live and be saved. Yeah, do you know, you just hit it too, where you were like, hello, is this on? Mm -hmm. Like, I was kind of stumped into the whole rejoicing in God. Like it says right here, more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm hopeful that people listening, that that's where their hearts go to worship, to to be grateful and thankful and praiseworthy of Jesus who has done all this Mm -hmm. and continues to demonstrate it. That's what's yeah. so cool about it. Not only did he demonstrate it in the past, what's so cool about that tense in the Greek is right. he not only demonstrated in the past, but it has consequences that affect the present and the future. Yeah, yeah with ongoing results. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, if you want to take a moment out there to, to shout and give God <laughs> praise, go ahead. We'll wait for you. But this is... this. want to do a little dance, please do. Yeah, but this is the good news of the gospel. This is what Jesus has done. Not we ourselves, not through our works, not through our good deeds, not because we look good or we, we have money or it has, it has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with what Jesus has done for us. Amen. I love it. And see, and Paul continues, um, because we, we exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation, therefore, because of that, just as one man, just as through one man, excuse me, sin entered into the world and death through sin. And so death spread to all man, men because all sin. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there is no law. And there was no law before. There was no sin before the law because the law was used to show us our sin. So Paul says that for, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed 
when there is no law. And if you if you think about it, the law wasn't given un, until the time of Moses. But the law, when it was given, uh, showed us that we were sinners. Showed us that we weren't as good as we thought we were. Um, and so Paul says, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses. And even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who was a type of him who was to come. So even though sin wasn't imputed, there were still consequences for our for mankind's willful disobedience. Yeah, I feel like we should back up just a minute. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm not sure how clear if everybody's tracking here. But in verse 12, when Paul writes, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, that's Adam. Yes. Yeah, and, I, and I know that later on you can start going, wait, well, what was this one person? So all sin came into the world, entered into the world. Everybody's guilty of sin because of Adam's sin. Right, Genesis 3. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so then that's the context here, right? That death reigned from Adam to Moses because of Adam's sin. Yes. Yep. And so there was no actual, there was no written law. There was other than God's one law that he gave to Adam mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. broke it. And that passed the sentence of death unto all mankind. Yes. Yes. And so, what's what's the point here? I think it's in verse fifteen. You want you want to you want to read that portion? Yeah. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more had the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. Wow. This is loaded. So, so we don't have to stay in our sin. And our sin isn't the final judge over our lives. Yeah, we're not... We're not I mean, we're bound by by some of the curse of sin, mm -hmm. right? So oh, agreed. Curse of death, mm -hmm. curse that that everybody's subject to sin at some point. Yes. But because of Jesus, yes, you're not bound by the all of the consequences that come from sin. It's true, and I love it. It's it's a free gift. Yeah. Not something that we we work for. Not something that we do anything for. But it was given freely through Christ. Um, and I love that. Uh, the free gift resulted in our being justified. And so there's, there's hope for those who are in Christ Jesus. Um, our sin won't control us forever. Our sin won't keep us from Jesus. Um, we have been justified because of what Jesus Christ has done. Yeah, and he, I think he explains this even better, mm -hmm. right? Rod, has, he goes on, for if because of one man's trespass, right, that's Adam, mm -hmm. death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Mm. So there's this flipping it on its head, like death, death has a terrible hold yeah. on mankind. Yes. But... But Jesus flips this all upside down and like, yeah, but even more, the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the death through that one man, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, 
we, those who receive that, we reign in life. Reign in life. We like a conquer like a conquering person, right? We, Absolutely. We've conquered death because Jesus conquered death. Yeah. Yeah. It's that reigning in life. Is you think that's an illusion to eternal life? It it feels like a little bit of an illusion to mm-hmm. to eternal life, but it feels like this is a here and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we get to reign in this life. Both and. Yeah. 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 That's even better said. Thank yeah. you, Rod. But that's what Jesus has done for us. That's why you can't buy it. That's why you can't work for it. It's all on him because of what he has done on the cross at Calvary. Um, and we have this beautiful benefit uh, because of what Jesus has done. As Paul continues on in verse 20. So then... Verse 20? Uh, verse, oh, 18. verse 18. Yeah, Excuse okay. me. So then, kind of a conclusionary statement. As through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. The life of Christ is available. That justification is available to all men. For, verse 19, as through the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, even so through the obedience of the one the many will be made righteous and so even though Adam called all of humanity to to fall but through what Jesus has done many can be made righteous the law came verse 20 uh, and the law came in so that the transgression would increase and sin and the law is there to show us our sin and it's like I often tell the story when I go to work in the morning um, and I'm driving on the highway, I know that the speed limit is 65. And it convicts me when I look at my odometer and see, oh, you're not doing 65. And so there's some conviction there. So it, it shows me, hey, you're sinning because here's what the law says, but here's what you're doing. And so the, the law really does um, show us that, hey, sin's going to increase because I... Anyway... <laughs> not going to tell you how fast I'm going. Um, but the scripture says, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, or grace superabounded, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So where, 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 where sin abounds in our lives, grace superabounds. And so, again, grace is always available, but God, God overcomes that sin with, with, with greater grace. Now, I think that begs the question that Paul's going to answer in chapter 6. Well, if, if I sin and God gives greater grace, shouldn't I, I sin more so that God gives more grace? That's a great question for next time. It is. It's a great question for next time. We can well, we can camp on something here right here though. I think yeah. it's really important for us to to not not lose sight of that, not lose sight of the fact that yes, sin affects every human being because mm-hmm. of Adam. Right, that's a guaranteed. Right, um, grace should affect every human being that's ever been here because it's been available to mm-hmm. them, but it doesn't. 
right? Because not everybody puts their faith and trust in Jesus. That's the horrible side of all of this. It's like, you know, some people reject this and just say, no, I'm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to submit to this God who did this, but it's all of his work, right? It's mm-hmm. because of Jesus' obedience, mm-hmm. the many will be made righteous. Right. Yeah. Not all, but many. But many. But many. And that's what I'm hoping is happening right now. Somebody listening, questioning, um, doesn't know Jesus mm-hmm. or is inquiring, but this is a time to, to look at what God has done, what he said. What he, what he said he would do and what he has done and what he's going to do. Right. And that is to make you righteous if you will put your faith and trust in him. But what do you do with the person who says, well, I've, 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 I've sinned too much. Um, I'm, I'm, God wouldn't want anything to do with me. Uh, my life is so upside down that... Um, yeah. I, I'd use the words horse hockey. Mm-hmm. That's a good <laughs> that's, word. That's baloney. Mm-hmm. That, is just, that is a lie. You, no one has ever sinned too much. Um, there is a time when we sin unto death. We do know that. Scripture does talk about when you've done enough sinning where God says enough is enough. Mm-hmm. But if you're in this life, right, you still have the opportunity. If you're still breathing, you have the opportunity to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Yes. No one has sinned too much that they're outside of it in this, if you're still in this life. But you don't know what I've done. You don't know the things that I've said. and I don't need to people, know what you've People done. that I've heard. I can just tell you, well, I know what I've done. Mm-hmm. And I would be absolutely ashamed to tell people what I've done in my heart, what I've physically done. Mm-hmm. But I know that this word says that all sin, past, present, and future, is taken care of by the blood of Jesus. Don't, don't need to know what it is. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no little asterisk rod that says, wait, you did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's not in there. That's true. Yeah. Those are the lies that our flesh, the world, and the devil try to tell us all the time. I'm past the point of, of repentance. I'm past the point of being cleaned up mm-hmm. no, that's that is the devil yeah that wouldn't he don't want anything to do with me because i've done so many bad things no he wants he wants to do all kinds of things with us that's why he sent jesus to die for us yeah and he sent him to die for you whoever that hypothetical person is mm-hmm. that you just brought up yeah and I, w- I would want to keep going on and on and on brother when you mm-hmm. said what would you say to a person like oh. yeah i agree but don't forget what, what Paul just said, that while we were yet sinners, while we were in the midst of hating God and ignoring God and turning our back on him, um, Christ died for us. And if he loved you enough to die for you, he, he loves you enough to, to forgive your sins. Uh, like Butch said, if, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, Paul says, you shall be saved. Not you might, not you could, but you shall be saved. And you know, Rod, the other thing that just hit me about this, if this is, if somebody listening has this hypothetical thing going on, I know because I've been there, that the other thought that goes through your mind isn't just like, I've done too much, God can't forgive me. Sometimes it's the desperation of, I'm never going to be able to change. Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. I've heard, I've, I've heard people say, I've been doing this too long. I can't change. 
And I think, and I've heard Christians say that. Oh, I, I just, I can never forgive so and so. Then you're denying the power of the Holy Spirit within you, who has the power to to change you. And He's already given you a new heart and opened your eyes and ears to the, to the gospel. You're saying that well, the Spirit can't, the third person of the Trinity can't change you. <clears throat> and Jesus told the disciples the night before He was crucified. Mm -hmm. He told them that I'm sending you another helper, just like me, yeah, yeah. and said his job is to convict the world of mm -hmm. sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Yes. So you're, you're basically saying, God, you're a liar then. Mm -hmm. I mean, get mm -hmm. down to the brass tacks of it. But I hear you're it. You're telling God, you, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. You can't change me. Yeah, you can't I hear, make I hear me it all better. the time. Yeah. I hear it quite often. It's sad, yeah. brother, yeah. because... That, that completely denies the grace of God that, that can cleanse us mm -hmm. and can heal us. Agreed. And he wants to do that. Yeah. He wants to clean us up. Amen. To make us more like his son. So, so if, if you're listening and you've, you've said this phrase before, I can't forgive, then you fill in the blank. Then you are calling God a liar because the Holy Spirit can change you and make you more like Jesus. We just have to make the decision to forgive. We've got the power through the Holy Spirit to do that. We just have to make the choice. So in reality, we're just choosing to be disobedient to what God has called us to do. And Jesus did give those words about forgive. And he said, as you have been forgiven, mm -hmm. forgive others. And you're right. like, well, if we've been forgiven freely, then we need to forgive others freely. Amen. As hard as that can be. Yeah. But God, God can work that out. And yeah. think about how much We've all been forgiven. Think about your life before you came to Jesus, or think about your life now if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Think about the things that Jesus died on the cross for, all those heinous things that we've done and do. He died for those things. So if you're saying, well, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, he can if you make the decision to be obedient. Amen, brother. So I think we should close there. But if you want to reach out to us, please do at wm2guys at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, anything. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We hope to catch you next time when we go into Romans chapter 6. Yeah, and if you're struggling with your sin and you've got that complex of, well, God doesn't love me, God can't love me, shoot us an email. We would love to dialogue with you. Until next time, uh, may the Lord bless you and have a great rest of your day. Amen.